Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, Hello everyone and welcome once again to Post Game of Thrones, the official clapping podcast on iTunes. You wanna clap? Again? Thanks. Uh, I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, also known as Derpy Boy. And uh, with me, as always, Brooks Oglesby. It's it's uh, the Tower of Power. It's too sweet to be sour. It's your baby face, Brooks Oglesby. That's... Okay. That was a lot more than one nickname. I know, but I've been, I've been stressing out, because right before we recorded for the last couple weeks, I've been like, shit, I can't think of any nicknames. So while I was doing graduate events this week... Because uh, it's been my orientation week, I've been like, all right, I'm not gonna be social. I'm gonna sit here and eat eat, eat this Caesar salad and think about nicknames that I can do on the show. And your like Baratheon road trip fanfic. Oh yeah, check it out, viewers. It's good shit. I know George R. R. Martin hates fanfiction, but we might have to like. Well, he signed up on the show. Yeah, so. yeah. deep cut. Boom. Let's let's expand on the alternate road trip universe. In the future. All right. Something to look forward to. Uh, we're still in season one, but we're almost done. Yeah. It's weird. But don't worry, there's lots more to go. Uh, yep. Episode eight, it's called The Pointy End. That's about swords. Yeah. It sure is. <laughs> and uh, this episode was written by George R. R. Martin, which is cool. It, it starts his like one episode a season thing. But the bad thing mm-hmm. about that is I don't know if I'm just going to be like, wow, George wrote this, so it's great. Because it's actually good, or just because it's, like, official in some way? Well, let me tell you, uh, I liked it, and I didn't even remember that. Oh, okay. Even though you had told me earlier this week. Okay, so it it, it was genuinely good then. Yeah, I was like, this is some interesting dialogue that could be branched out into some theories and yeah, stuff. Yeah, wow, characters are having meaningful interactions. Yeah. Weird. Then this one-off episode. Uh, so yeah. how does it how does it start? It's in King's Landing. Sirio uh, and Arya are are doing a spot. Mm, of course. And there's some uh, some men in in the red, and they're they're going around and they're killing all Stark folk. And it wasn't even just didn't they kill just like no, a farmer or something? Well, ha- like a baker. Yeah, I th- I'm sure it wasn't like. Give me your ID. I'm sure it was just like if you looked vaguely northern or if, like... You helped the Starks once. Like, if you weren't overtly a criminal... Yeah. And they were like, you're not a Lannister. Like, that was the guy who told Ned Stark where the armory was, where uh, Gendry worked. So, he has, he's out. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> out of there. And, uh, yeah, they're fighting. And, uh... Well, they're not fighting yet. They're just slaughtering everyone for no reason. Right. And, uh... The guards show up. And they're like, hey, Arya Stark, your father wants to talk to you. Which is like scrub kidnapper tactic 101. Mm-hmm. Is like, when I was four, my parents were like, hey, if anybody that you don't know says, hey, I'm taking to your dad, don't, don't fucking go, dude. You know, it would have been more believable if they were like, the queen wishes to see you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that especially sucks because... Especially because when you consider the extra spice 
that D&D added to Marin Trant's character in Season 5 mm-hmm. makes it especially terrible. So thanks for that. Yeah. And Marin... Yeah, Marin Trant... Uh... And fighting Sirio, who gets all of his lines out before. Like, yeah, he's just like, oh shit, I only have 30 seconds left, I gotta get all of yeah, that. Not, uh, not today, uh, what is it, like a snake, just so, dancing uh, master. Uh, uh, still water, something yeah, still water. Yeah, the first sort of Bravos does not run. Yeah. And he, he like, destroys five guys with that. How did that wooden sword not get cut? Yeah. I thought there were only three guys, and then, like, so yeah. even in my notes, I was like, okay, then he knocks out three guys, but then, like, six more they show, just up show up and just takes them all like, out, Like, video too. game style, they just spawn in the corners. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, well, Marin Trant's just watching? Yeah, he's just like, well, I guess I won't take out my real big daddy sword for this, I'll just let the underlings And fight. it's weird, because at first he's like, oh, kill him, take the girl, and, like, walks away, and I thought, like, he left the room. But yeah, then he's just there. I'm gonna go get a smoke. He's there, ready See you to later. Play. Yeah. And then Arya runs away, and uh, Sirio survives. And he's, and he he's does. living happily um, in Bravos. Yeah, he does the reasonable thing, and he picks up one of the swords that of the knocked out people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> it pretty much a it. long and fruitful life. And then it's just like, keeps. Uh, cutting around, like, King's Landing as all this stuff is happening, and you see Sansa walking with the Scepter, who I thought was dead. Like, after Sansa yeah, destroyed uh, she, her life. See, in the absence of Lady, Sansa has gained the ability to harness the dust in the wind and reanimate it. Uh-huh. So, she has reanimated Scepter Mordain selflessly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she hears fighting, and Scepter Mordain unfortunately knows that even though she has a body again... Sansa still murdered her entire soul, mm-hmm. so she realizes that there's no point in living. It's very similar to Lady, Lady Stonehenge. Yeah. So she just walks into the swords, never to return. If there, this was like a point of view character one off, it would be about her like having no will to live and like, what am I? I'm a monster, you know, one of right. those things. But we only have, you know, 45 minutes, so she just dies. Yeah, rip in peace. Her final sacrifice. The first and Sansa never mentions her best friend uh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, either of them, Jane Poole or yeah, mm-hmm. that's so because she does mention her once, right? Yeah, there's even like a girl in the pilot or something mm-hmm. that Sansa's hanging out with. Mm-hmm. But you're not allowed to have friends if you're a woman and you're not on a road trip on the show. So no friends. And uh, what happens? Sansa runs back and the Hound finds her. Yeah. And he's he's awful and creepy the whole time, which I guess this since this was my first kind of introduction to the Hound Sansa thing, I guess that's why I'm not into it on a romantic level. Can I tell Brooks what you said, Kim? Please do. Your, your quote. <laughs> uh, what if I wrote fanfic slash fanfic uh... <laughs> of the Hound and San and Salsa? Oh, so that would be so it would be sanfic slash sanfic. Yes. You have nothing, nothing to add. Uh, no, I. You guys that didn't was, expect that... my slash fanfic to be uh, coming out uh, this fall, so uh, published. Yeah, sure. <laughs> look, look forward to it, guys. We'll do a special episode, and it's going to be called "The Winds of Winter." <laughs> and it'll be Brick says it'll be called "The Winds of Winter." <laughs> Can you... uh, it'll be called "The Hound's Little Bird." Fuck you! Aww. Come on. You read that one before, I bet. Like, that has to be a real one. I just Oh, for sure. That. Okay. That's how you know there's, like, 
57 of them. Yeah. Because, like, what's, what are they called? The Hound and the Bird? Or the Hound and the Wolf? Like, no, dire The Hound and his little bird, and it's just actually about the Hound and his little wee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end the show. Okay. <laughs> hmm. I want to be credited on this episode. The Hound and the Bird... The fir- one of the first results is fanfiction.net. Yeah, Brooks. The Hound and the Bird, Chapter 1. The Little Bird Learns to Bite. Did you know that birds bite? Because they sure do. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Let's talk about a different show. I don't watch any other shows, though. <laughs> so. Sander Clegane has been watching his little bird get beaten for over an hour <laughs> in front of the entire court. It angered him that Joffrey had taken his temper out on her. You can't say how your characters feel. That makes, makes me feel angry. angry. <laughs> okay, enough. Enough. Yeah, uh, that's just to wet your whistle a little bit, but you can go check it out if you want. You really... Uh, and Arya's running away. Away from this conversation we're having. Yeah, she's just like vaulting over some dead bodies, and then she's like, hmm, it would be... This is a really great pile of dead bodies, but I. it would look better if I added a, a little boy to mm. it. So she does. Like, what did that kid... Who is this kid? How does he know that there's a, a warrant out for her? And he thinks, like, oh, I'm gonna ki- kidnap you and take you there. Like, sure, buddy. Yeah, it was strange. And But the only justification I could think of was maybe he was, like, one of the little birds that one of the yeah, people had. Yeah, maybe. Not Sandor's little birds, but, mm. like, Barristan so Littlefinger's little mm. birds. I guess technically Sansa would also be one of Littlefinger's little birds in that sense. Yeah, maybe. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, yeah, anyways, he gets murked to shit. It's like, so easily. She didn't even try. Yeah, it's kind of even a weird cut. She just kind of, like, turns around and oh, happens yeah. to have her sword Uh-oh. out. Like, I, I don't know how she... Like, if she turned that way, wouldn't it, like, slice him, not poke him? Yeah, it poked him right through the spine, man. Mm. Oh, well, rip in peace, kid. And, yeah, that, and that was her first fucking Lannister. And that was her first kill, and now she's a killing machine. Yeah, now she has no empathy, no remorse. Mm-hmm. She's a wild wolf girl. I mean, to, to be, I mean, it's kind of it's understandable that she would just run away and be freaked out, but she definitely doesn't ever ruminate on this again in the mm-hmm. show. Yeah, it, it's never like, oh man, okay. Night's Watch guy, I fucking I killed the yeah, shit I'm out the of someone. The murderer doesn't. Nope. Did Daenerys have a brother? Who knows. Yeah. Uh, and all, all as all of this is happening, Ned is just in the dungeons, shriveling up. And uh, who yeah. should greet him but Varys in his full Merlin garb? He just sloshes up there. Yeah, he was really like th- it's the shittiest disguise. It's not even one. He just has a hood on. Yeah. And somehow, like oh, if they noticed me, like you didn't, <laughs> you didn't try that hard. It is interesting to note while we're on that subject that uh, the first thing Varys notes is that Ned must be thirsty, and he offers him a skin of water, mm-hmm. which is easy to get if you're a man. Yeah, <laughs> Just point that out. And he maybe he took a little bit for himself, so he, like dabbed his uh, yeah, dabbed his little, his little flip flaps on there. And I like the first thing he says is like, "All of your house is dead, so very, very dead." Yeah, it's so sad. It, I cry every time, Ned. <laughs> Amazing. He's a lot. He's a lot more. I don't know. 
it's basically the same as Littlefinger, but it's like cutesy instead of overt. Mm-hmm. It's like he's Littlefinger does it to be an asshole, and Varys just does it to be like I don't know, more just because he enjoys it. It seems like yeah, like without an ulterior motive, he's just like oh they're so dead. Like he just enjoys yeah. being Varys. <laughs> I mean, I would. Yeah. Splish splash! I'm taking a bath. So would you would you sacrifice your bingus to be a merling? Ah, uh, that's hard because my instinct says no, mm-hmm. because in the 21st century pop culture of mermaids, they're ne- they're not very vicious. But if you like, if you were to ask Ag- Agamemnon, mm-hmm. he would be like. Fuck yeah, sign me up. Because mermaids would fucking kill people yeah. all the time. What? And like, I, I'd also like to be a good singer, mm-hmm. so that would be a plus. But then I could like lure sailors to the rocks and shit, which is cool. What was that? And like, okay, what was that movie? Wasn't Britney Spears a mermaid or something? Crossroads. No, isn't there a mermaid movie? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was also a mermaid in Crossroads. Aquamarine, is that it? Yeah. Was Britney Spears in that movie? No, that's Julia Roberts' niece. Oh, I was so close. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Is Emma Roberts Julia Roberts' niece? Is Emma Roberts Julia Roberts' niece? I think. They have Julia Roberts. Or, I think Roberts is a pretty uncommon last name, so. Uh-huh. I've yeah, certainly never heard it more than twice. few people with that last name. Yeah. So Britney Spears was a mermaid in Crossroads. Confirmed. Oh, yeah, she's the niece of Julia Roberts. <laughs> so she was never really unfabulous. She was always pretty fabulous in the grand scheme yeah, of things. Yeah, when you can, yeah. In the ocean realm. Yeah. And then, yeah, what do they talk about? <laughs> Varys says everyone's dead and that's it. Um, well, first of all, Ned gets really mad at Varys that Varys didn't single-handedly yeah. kill all of the Lannister Guard with his bare hands. <laughs> the Lannister hands. Guard and the he was city like, guard. some honor you have. Like, yeah. Varys is like, what the fuck do you want and then me Varys, to do? he drops like, your mercy killed the king. What's a sword? Like, yeah. Hmm. Really? Fuck you, Ned. Prison boy. Yeah, spit out my water. (laughs) Yeah, and then he leaves. And he's just like, you know you're dead, right? Deuces. And he's out. Pretty much. And then Vera says that he serves serves the realm, which is interesting in the books, but not interesting in the show. So if you haven't seen the show yet, don't worry about it. It's not important or interesting. (laughs) I wonder, like, I wonder if anyone going along with this hasn't seen the show before. I... (laughs) Because I feel like if anyone was, we would have gotten a lot of angry messages. Yeah. If you're one of those two people, let us know. If it's, like, season two and we still haven't gotten any remarks... Yeah. Then, like, we could probably just talk about, you know, how Tyrion dies on the Blackwater and stuff. (laughs) Because one of the uh, questions we got is a season five spoiler. (laughs) So... Yeah, if you uh, if you haven't seen it before, please let us know so we can stop spoiling absolutely everything. He doesn't die on the Blackwater. It was, it was a goof. He, is, if he, he doesn't, didn't know. He, that. Does, he doesn't Don't die worry. on the Blackwater. Ned Stark dies on the Blackwater. The only casualties of the Blackwater are a nobleman's fingers. Mm-hmm. And a boat. That's it. Yeah, and some sons. Whatever. Who? I don't know. Somebody. Somebody has some baby boys or something. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, no, I haven't. I don't know who would have sex with him, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, next thing. And then we go to the wall, right? Yeah, Othor and Jaffer got owned. 
And Sam's like, hey, I can usually smell things, but I can't smell this. Mm-hmm. Weird. Before and, uh, uh, before we watched this episode, me and Kim watched that, that like little short movie. Uh, was What was it called? Like Seven, Seven Days in Hell. Seven Days in Hell. That was on HBO, like the fake tennis documentary. Oh, It was, it was okay. like really funny. You see, Church Boy over here thought you were talking about the old book that was like, it was before the new days where all you millennials have like Heaven is for Real, like that book. Mm-hmm. I had, there was a book called like 17 Minutes in Hell. That's not that Which long. is somebody like had a quote unquote like near death experience or something like that. And they apparently got a little glimpse of hell and like they were in a cage and Satan was really big and they were like, Kiss was there. It was like a whole thing. Yes. And this is my hell fan fiction. But yeah, Andy Samberg and Kit Harrington, tell me about that. It was really funny. And the weirdest part is there was there was like a huge chunk of it that was basically just ripped out of Tim and Eric. Nice. Which I, it was like twenty percent Tim and Eric. Which The Tim and Eric tennis skit is one of my favorites. Which I was not expecting at all. There's just like weird dick stuff and like balls hanging everywhere. Like, it just in the middle of this fake document. It's pretty funny. Anyway. That's awesome. I was just imagining Jon Snow as the Kit Harrington character from Seven Days in Hell. Who Good. is just like, is like Andy Samberg. He's like the bad boy of tennis. And Kit Harrington is just like the athlete who was bred to play tennis. And he's just like a big, dumb idiot. Right. So very much like Jon Snow. Makes sense. So I was just like swapping the two in my mind as the show went on. Apologies in advance if I'm a if I'm a little burpy boy in this episode. You've been drinking some sodies. Here's the thing, um, I've been it's as I've mentioned before it's been orientation week for grad school and we've been hanging out at a lot of breweries and stuff. So a lot of people like, have been like trying all kinds of drinks and stuff. It's like it's some kind of like beer hut. I don't know. So um, I was I'm really like not peer pressure. Don't get me wrong, but like I'm. Uh, jealous mm-hmm. that they're getting all these new tastes, mm-hmm. sinful as they may be. So, um, Baby went out and he got some, uh, sparkling water. Like the f- Because the that's flavor, what grad students the drink. ones? Yeah, I got me some, uh, LaCroix. Oh, Brooks and is it's, uh, enjoying a nice LaCroix during this episode. Oh my goodness. We get those all the time. Yeah. It's cherry lime flavor. I believe we call them crinkle drinks. We sure do. Yep. <laughs> they feel crinkly all the way down. <laughs> that's not why we call them that. <clears throat> but, Okay. <laughs> I'm, I I couldn't imagine what else that could mean. Uh, I, t- to be totally honest, we just couldn't think of what sparkling water was called, <laughs> and it, it ended up becoming crinkly drinks. Like, you know, it, it, it's crinkly. Yeah. What do they call it? Come like, on, Walmart employee, <laughs> help us out. You know, I demand my crinkle drinks, sir. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we have anything that goes by that name. Yes, you do. Peach flavored crinkle <laughs> drinks. <laughs> Man. Oh, else, the only other thing I remember from this scene is someone tells Jon Snow not to be stupid, which, like, that's not possible. Yeah. And going back to Sam, he's like he talk. I, he comes. He comes to the conversation like he has a lot of experience with what dead bodies smell like, and he, even as like a citizen of this terrible hell world, and as like a lifetime soldier fighting a supernatural war against the undead, I do not believe that he has any experience with dead bodies. I don't believe that he's ever seen one, heard about one, ever. Or that everyone else who has been around dead bodies wouldn't notice that either. 
Yeah, like Jor Mormont, that dude's probably like sleeps in in well sleep he sleeps with dead bodies. That's what I was I guess mm-hmm. I was going for with that that little train of thought. But yeah, I don't I don't understand like is it because he's fat that he has a super nose? Like is that what they're going I for? Think they were just trying to establish Sam is the smart one. It's not even smart, though. Yeah. It's just like he's got a good nose on him. <laughs> and if you, like, looking at those dead guys, like, that's a spooky. Like, just look at him. Come on. Yeah. Use your eyes and see the creepy. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah. Guys. It's like, I, I'm surprised that they didn't have Maester Eamon be the super smelly man. <laughs> yeah, really. I, dead bodies, I don't smell a thing. Uh, I haven't smelled anything this strangely since. <laughs> I don't know. I I I didn't want to do that voice, but then I got stuck. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's what happens when you're old. I think at the first time you do a pretend old voice, and you're over like forty five. It, it just, just happens. Yeah, I'll, I'll. Yeah, it's like it's like when you like mess with your eyes, and your parents mm. are like, "Don't do that; it'll stay that I'm way." I'm gonna have to be extra careful when I pretend I'm Varus in the next three. I mean, uh, Pycelle in the next three minutes. Oh yeah, you gotta really be careful. You gotta get it all out now while you're still young and spry. So, Jon Snow thinks of stupid stuff, and then we go back to King's Landing, and every, like the whole evil empire is like on the other side of this table in front of Sansa, right? Yeah, yeah, San- yeah. Sansa's just like, "Hey, all the people that." Uh, hate me and my dad. Um, let, let's help. Let's help out. And here we go. Uh, <laughs> and then the first one, Pycelle is like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I was too concentrating getting into the voice that I forgot the line. Uh, he's like, treason is must be rooted out at the source. A child of treason, she's asking for it. You could see what she's wearing, that she's going to be treasonous. <laughs> and Littlefinger's like, like, yes, I'm going to... be given a chance to she's prove like, her Yes, loyalty. she should be given a chance to prove how I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to let... Play with her ass. Loyalty by letting me lay that fucking pipe. He's, it's his quote, not mine. <laughs> you watched it with me. Yeah, but I don't want to hear you in old man voice. That was Littlefinger voice. Oh, yeah. I don't want to hear you in Littlefinger voice saying play with her. <laughs> you can't tell. It's a perfect Littlefinger impression. How could you not immediately it know is, who that it is? It is a very good impression. So. I'm just over here on Tumblr looking at pornography, and meanwhile I have to hear you say <laughs> Oh, man, me too. For inspiration for your fanfics? Yes! <laughs> uh, what? She writes a letter. That's what, <laughs> that's what happens. And then Rob gets it immediately. Yeah, it's literally I, a cut to Rob getting the letter. I know. Th- that's actually the next, like, here's my two, like, notes. It says, li- I wrote Littlefinger, I'm gonna fuck it. And then immediate raven arrival. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think they just put a raven into one of those, like, Bank of America tubes. Yeah. Where you just, and it just went right to mm-hmm. him. And most of my notes, um, okay, these notes don't work because... The setup to this goof was in the last scene, but I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I'm just gonna pretend that we're back there. So, Gior Mormont is like, you know what, Sam? You're not you're not stupid. You're a coward, though. And then Pip's like, and you also like sourdough. No! And Pip's like, come on, Pip. Can we please can we please focus on our dead? And Pip's like, more like, I know you like to focus on your bread. 
And okay, then now back in in King's Landing, uh, Pycelle is like Ned is charged with treason, and then Pip is like more like Sam is large for no reason. Anyways, let's go on. And that's what we in the business refer to as a callback. <laughs> that's a little gift for our longtime viewers. A little, yeah. A little smooch on the cheek for you for listening for so long. So, he said, you that that was actually perfect on your part because you slowly snuck that one up on me. Like Good. you waited I'm until glad. I was out of this where any more Sam goofs could happen, and I yeah. I was helpless to stop it. You thought you were safe, but uh, hey, if you're listening to this, uh, put your cheek up against whatever speaker you're using, be it on your computer, or your phone, or your car. Be careful if you're driving, and uh. All right, three, two, one. So a little gift from me to you. Uh, I, I, I snuck in there too. Yeah, Eddie was there yeah. too. Uh, <laughs> that was his stubble that you felt. Yes. <laughs> it's not stubble. It's full grown. I know, but it makes me feel better if I think you only have stubble. Yeah, my beard. Isn't it a good one and not stubble? It's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you, Kimberly, and not Brooks. You're wrong. It's a good beard. I have to have. I have to get used to it though, because you live with me. <laughs> so you you you've been like Stockholm syndromed into accepting my good There's beard. There's a lot of things that I've accepted. Did she know you pre beard? Yes. All right. Um, can Kim hear me? No, or are you no. I'm, in? I'm. I have my headphones in. I can't um, hear you, bro. Yeah, she can't hear. Okay, I need to know, uh, Kim. Uh, how would you rate Eddie pre-beard and post-beard? He said, how would you rate me pre-beard and post-beard? You? Yeah. I have no... Ex- uh, pre-beard, I thought you might have been, like, 11 and a half, 12. Uh-huh. Post-beard... No, you're a little baby without the beard. You're story with me without having to pull your ID out, so post-beard is probably, like, a 7. Okay. Pre-beard is probably <laughs> a 3. Yeah. Because, like, that's, yeah, the, she a- that's the reason I grew it. She gave you a cumulative 10. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a 50%. Cum- a cumulative 10. You're right. That's the, actually the reason I grew a beard, so everyone would stop thinking I'm 11 and start thinking so, I'm 16. So underlying Eddie is a 3, mm-hmm. but uh, Current. the beard makes you... A 7. A 10. Having a beard makes you the 10. That's a good revision. If you add it all up. I can do math. That's yeah. why I'm an art major. <laughs> You heard it here first. I'm a 10. So, uh, if you want to go onto Google Image Search and try to find baby pictures of Eddie, uh, send them in and rate them at postgot at gmail.com. I have, I have some, like, if I posted a picture of me at, like, age 4 and age 17, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I bet I wouldn't. One, a lot can happen in one of them, years. I'm just wearing a bigger jacket. And I won't tell you which one. In one picture, I'm a baby, and in one picture, I'm just far away. But you won't be able to tell the difference. You do the math. Kim could do it. Can you? What's the show about? Oh, war, right? Yeah. Stark war. Stark war. war. Theon gets a war boner. Yeah, and he's, he's like... Are you are you afraid? And then Rob's like, "Look at how cartoon my hand shaking is. I'm so afraid. Mm-hmm. This is my first time acting." Mm-hmm. And, and then he's Ned like, just like Kool Aid Man style, bursts through the wall. He says, "That's the only <laughs> time a man can be afraid." 
and then he's just dragged out by like Lannister guards. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Back in the black cells, hundreds of miles away. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, like Ravens can do it. Yeah, he's he stuffs himself into the tube. <laughs> yeah, like if the Ravens can do it, how can Ned not when he has to deliver one of his lines? Right. So, he, Rob thanks Theon for the rebellion advice, and he's like, thanks, Theon Greyjoy, I've never heard anything bad about your rebellions going wrong, because I haven't watched the damn show. <laughs> I was like, the only dialogue towards him that wasn't, your rebellions fucking sucks. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, and then the scene after this, is he's like, I'll alert the banners or whatever, and it shows all the ravens flying out. Yeah, it's a bunch of ravens. And this is, like, the thing, my favorite note about this episode that I told you before. Uh, Martin Martin delivered the first draft of the script to the show's executive producers, admitting that it was probably too long and too expensive. In fact, one scene that Martin wrote, Rob Stark Stark calling his father's northern bannermen with a montage of eight different castles receiving the summons and riding out, was deemed (laughs) impossible to film. What are you thinking, George? <laughs> there, no, no show has a budget for eight castles any episode. Yeah, they have like three in season one, total. Like, <laughs> like the wall just looks like a big ladder in season one. It's just like a big staircase. But no, we can do eight castles. Or maybe it was just George trying to see what he could get away with. Like, oh, maybe you could have some, maybe just have some ravens flying out of the cast of, of the Bannerman's castles. All right, how many castles are we talking? Uh, eight. Oh, uh, well, maybe just one, but we'll see what we can do. Maybe, maybe the rider gets a back rub after he's done. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe one castle. Back yeah, one castle and executive producer credit. If you don't have that already. Yeah. Good deal. So next, Cat uh, confronts Lysa about the letter, and Catelyn's like, do you not care about your brother-in-law? And then Pip pops up and he's like, Sam only cares about another coleslaw. I, and as, as soon as you started speaking, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> like, I, 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 felt, I felt terror. There's just a certain excitement in my voice it, when I remember one of the very, that I wrote at 3 a.m. last uh, There's... A very different tone. That's n- it's the only time I sound like I want to be alive. <laughs> Is Pip popping in to call Sam fat <laughs> anywhere in the world? And then Pip gets immediately executed as a dessert. <laughs> and he's like, well, Sam should be executed for dessert. Pip should become uh-huh. the new Yorin. But instead of recruiting people, he just goes around and makes Sam his fat jokes. Yeah, and Sam's not even there. Nobody knows who he is. Uh-huh. And then he, he gets accepted into Randall Tar- Tarley's Kingsguard immediately. Yeah. He's like, I like this guy. My personal assistant. They, He's a real straight shooter. There's just something about this guy. Yeah. I've always wanted a son. <laughs> and then Lysa says no. Yeah. Robin, Robin really wants really wants to get that breast. He was trying to get that titty. Trying to get that titty. That's uh, one of my new characters that I'm workshopping. It's called me pretending to be Aziz Ansari from Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> it's a titty with eight A's. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like the the knights of the Vale stay in the Vale. Draw him a bath. 
And that's the last we ever see of her. Yep. Until season four? Mm, yeah, I think Probably. so. So she's just she's just milking that whole time. Milking, yeah. Three years of milking. Which, how, isn't that not possible? Really? Like, I don't... Like, Kim. Hello? <laughs> question for you. Okay. How long after you have a baby do titties milk? I think immediately because... But, like, I mean, how... Nurse well, brings baby to titties. I mean, like, how far after? As long as you want. Really? Yeah. Like, it, titty forever? Sometimes. It depends on the woman. But if you keep breastfeeding, then booby will produce... Wow. If, not forever. I think it will cut you off at one point. Like, hey, you're 35. <laughs> you need you need to wean yourself <laughs> you off. You mean the kid. child, not the mother. Right, the child. Okay. But I think... But what you're saying is... Like, kids can be five or six and still suckle Because that's what we're trying to figure out, if this kid could still get that titty. Probably. How old is he? Like, five or six. He's only five or six? Probably. He looks... He looks He's probably like three in the books. Okay. Yeah, you can get the titty that long. Okay. Thank you. I've seen it on Maury. So it must be real. Yeah. And Maury's still breastfeeding. Maury's still a little known fact. So. <laughs> Probably. What's his wife's name? I don't know. He has a famous reporter wife. Brooks knows. <laughs> You're not certain about that. I'm sure he knows. Do you know Maury's fav- famous reporter wife? Uh, yeah. I hope that nobody heard Connie me typing. Chung. Connie Chong. Yeah, Chung. Connie Chong. Connie Chong. Connie Chong. He knew it. Yeah, he didn't Google it. He knew it. Yeah. Did not I, Google it. I was thinking it. George Stephanopoulos. She breastfeeds him. Yeah, they were married in 1984, and Maury Povich is 6'1", and he was born on January 17th, 1939, which is also Andy Kaufman and Jim Carrey's birthday. Wow. Didn't Google that. You, good memory. Yeah, thanks. Um. So what you're saying, in summary, yes. is that if you have milkable nipples... Mm-hmm. And you just wanted to, like, get one of those mommy milk machines? Yes. So, you could, in theory, get yourself a lifetime of milk. Well, no, because milk goes bad. Not booby milk. Not booby milk? Booby milk doesn't go bad. What the fuck? It's like holy water. I think you can freeze it. Forever? You can freeze boob milk. So you could just... You can make a killing. Forget mowing the lawn. You could be the neighbor. You could be the neighborhood milkman. I'm learning so much about life thanks to this show. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make a buck here. There is. <laughs> there is potential here. Mm-hmm. Have you could be the neighborhood milkman, you, and you can. You could. Have you heard this but, week's Mabimabam yet? Uh no, I haven't. Did they do a milk? It's in t- It's the title is the Ballad of Tit Liquid. So. Oh, okay. But it's not about what you may think. Tit Liquid is an... Funny stuff, McElroy Brothers. Tit Liquid is an assassin. It's a man. Gotcha. But yeah, okay, anyways, if you have... uh, If you have milkable nips, Mm -hmm. um, look into monetizing that, because we're in the middle of a food crisis. Uh, It's only going to get worse. Go on Shark Tank. Go on Shark Tank. (laughs) Be like, hey, come check this out. Uh, I'd I'd like to propose to you my new business... uh, my new business, I'm looking for a $100,000 investment. Okay, tell us about it. It's called my titties. Because yeah, I can't go in there. I can't be like, hey, I got something for you. It's called this dick. Like, they wouldn't, <laughs> they would kick me out. You can't do that. Mark Cuban would go in for, like, $10,000 and a share of your dick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he he's, he's a high-risk banker. Mm. 
he, he, he knows he knows about risk management. Um, Tyrion is somewhere. Yeah, milk goes titties. Anyways, Tyrion's Tyrion's whistling a song. That's not. Um, it's not. You, it's not a song. Like it's not. Uh, the Bear and the Maiden Fair. It's not the Reigns of Cash. Oh, that's here. true. It's not the theme it's song. Just discordant notes yeah. because, yeah. And then Bronn tells him to shut up because enemies. And it's kind of a neat. There's I noticed there's like a neato reversal of this in season five because, um, don't even worry. It's a shitty arc. In season five, Bronn sings Dornish <laughs> and his wife and Dorn, and then Jamie, Jamie's like, "Shut up, enemies." This is how I imagine. Like you were, you said, "Don't worry about it." But th- this is my. It said you said in season five, and I thought you were going to say, "Don't it always seem to go that you don't have what you got?" <laughs> that's where my thought process went on that, which also would have fit. <laughs> yeah, and th- that's pretty much that, always playing in my head. He says that, and then cook. They roast a goat on a fire. Like, how is that not yeah. going to draw a soldier's attention? And then the mountain clans are, around, are surround him, and he sees them all staring at him and closing in, mm-hmm. but he whispers in case they don't notice him. They're like, Terry, you gotta get up. They might notice us. We gotta get out of here. And they're like five feet away from him, all pointing their sticks into his stomach. <laughs> He's like, if you stay still... They can't see you. Yeah. And leave it to Gurm to keep every single title... Like, of everyone in this episode. I know. I can't believe I didn't realize that he wrote yeah. this episode. Because, yeah, Shaga, so son true. of Dolph. Or whatever. Every time. Yeah. He's here to show the world. And, as far as I remember, there was a lot more of him talking about cutting Tyrion's dick off in the books. Right? I'm certain there was. I think that was, like... I'm pretty sure that was a big part of the early. Yeah, because the next scene, he's like, yeah, feed it to the ghost, whatever, I know. But he didn't say it yeah. that. I feel like that was just, like, another castle thing where George is like, hey, can I just get, like, eight minutes? Can Daddy get, like, eight minutes of dick jokes in here? If if you want me to write an episode, at least 15% of it must be devoted to Tyrion's dick. Like, I don't... I don't care how... uh, George, we already wrote the trial episode, man. Listen. We got sponsors to worry about. I didn't write it. I need to write about (laughs) Tyrion's dick to survive. Do you know know why it takes (laughs) these books so long? to be released because every day I have to spend two hours writing about Tyrion's dick to live. Yeah, people are like, oh, is George, is it hard to to think of all those names? And it's like, no, that's fucking easy. It's hard to come up with all these dick euphemisms. I saw some article that was posted yesterday or today. Or I don't remember when, but some it, George was at some event and he someone asked him, like, isn't it annoying with so many fans keep asking you to, uh, like, finish the books? He's like, I don't fucking care. Like... <laughs> I don't care if it's out before the show anymore. I, whatever. <laughs> he's like, are you worried that, like, the books might, or that you might die before you finish the books? And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> I want to be dead. I wish. <laughs> Please. Do you know how I can achieve Are we in an open carry state? Does anybody have a gun in this comic con? <laughs> Anything. This, I need sweet relief from this, this Sisyphean task. That I... Please give me some sweet milk of the poppy from the barrel of your gun. <laughs> uh, and then Tyrion gives him a ring and says, my dad's rich, and they leave. Yeah, and then he's like, hey, Mountain Clans, I'm gonna give you the Veil of the Aaron, which will uh, never come up in the show. Ever, 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 ever. 
ever, ever, ever. Because there's no secondary or tertiary characters mm-hmm. that are remembered from the first two seasons. None of them. The best part, is, I, I liked how Shaggy Son of Dolph was like, oh, he's like, you can't convince me with your trinkets. And he's like, ha- yeah. have a ring. He's like, oh, okay. Oh, that's, all right, that's all right. Nice. I can't argue with that. Like, okay, so... They... Tywin's like, okay, fight with me. Do we ever see them again after that? The, the Mountain Clan? I, I mean, we see them in the actual fight, yeah. though. Doesn't, in the books, doesn't Tyrion, like, take a couple of guys to hang out with him? Like, as his guard or something? Um, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, he's he's guarded by Because yeah, I feel I'm like I feel like there's always people commenting about how they're like weird beard guys. Yeah, your beard is weird. Anyway, uh, what happens after this? So you go back. Um, to the wall. there we go to the Night's Watch, where Sam is plucking a cock, and then Pip walks in, and he's like, "More like ah, never mind, it's too easy." More like getting that chicken ready to eat. Like, sure. Yeah, more so like, more like I, I must putting have, some spices on that bad I must have missed something here, because why does everyone want to beat up John? Like, why are they um, mad at him? You know, I didn't question it. I guess, like... Because we know that, like, Alistair is being a dick because he's a Targaryen sympathizer, and, like, the reason that he's at the Wall is because he supported Aerys and shit. Mm. But... It wasn't, like, a lockstep thing in the Night's Watch, where, like, everybody loved Alistair and, like, hated that dick boy John... Like, so, yeah, I don't know. And if, is it immediately after that he's like, go to your room, and then he goes to his room? And it's like, cut to him there, or is that later? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Alistair waves his dick in John's face a little bit, and then John almost murders him for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then John gets confided to quarters, and then Ghost is like, hey, uh, we have a connection, and, and we're friends, and I'm a major part of your character, and I exist. Uh, let's go outside, trust me. Whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa, whoa. According to Wikipedia... The first scenes depicting Tyrion with Bronn encountering the clansmen were not written by Martin. Really? Yes. D&D put Chaga Son of Dolph in there. Wow. But George R. R. Martin wrote the later scene where he's like, this is Chaga Son of Dolph, and this is Thok, Son of Thok, and this is yeah. this lady, Son of Ears. Thok. Like, <laughs> so that's confirmed good names, good names. George R. R. Martin. And then what, John is like sleeping and he's mad. Yeah, he's he's angry. Sleeping and Ghost boy. is there, so you know something's gonna happen with Ghost. Right, and then Othor is there uh-huh. eventually. Yes. And which like, how did the Whites know to go for the commander? I'm because mm-hmm. because uh, like they don't have enough memories to. to it see it seems like it's like my answer would be. Oh, because they were Night's Watchmen, and they have memories of, like, who's in command. Mm-hmm. But we never get any other evidence of their, like, any part of their community remaining. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Anyway, John goes to the it's, commander's I, room, and he's like, I'm going to I don't know. Premium analysis yeah. for your so, week. So, I don't know. That's why you listen. Anyway, <laughs> uh, John goes, and he's like, I'm going to fight this zombie dude. And he stabs him, and nothing happens. And then and he's like, maybe if I stab him in a different. Maybe if I try again. Maybe if I try three little stabs and then one big stab, <laughs> like that, like quick succession. Yeah, doesn't help. The commander comes in. He's like, what's going on in here? And he's in like his cute sleepy nighty. He has that like floppy cap on, you know. Yeah. 
and John grabs the, of his lantern by the fire. Like, it has a handle. Yeah. He grabbed the flame to throw it. I know, and, like, his burned hand is such a big deal in the books. So I guess, like, just to get there, they were like, alright, let's just make him grab the fire itself. And there's, there's like, a little, like, post thing in there where it's just, like, John going, ah, ah, like, right before he throws it. I feel like, yeah, all that happens is he grabs it and says, ow, and throws it, and nothing ever, like, (laughs) happens with this fire hand again. Whatever, he sets the guy on fire, and he's dead for good. Sam was right. He wasn't dead. Like, I guess it was just, like, dramatic, like, hero randomly is knows what to do in a really hard situation, but, like, extinguishing the flame is fucking stupid, John. What yeah. the fuck? It's too bright in here. I'm gonna extinguish the one light source and hope that it maybe kills this unkillable thing. If not, we're gonna be playing Tag in the Dark, but that's okay. <laughs> but whatever, he's Azora High, so he knows where he's going. And then Dothraki things. Yeah, Dothraki being a fucking awful. Yeah, poor Lamb. And and like the 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 whole pillaging and like the destroying gods, like that didn't. I just like watched right through, and I was like, "Yep, this is the show. I shouldn't be like not sympathizing with the Dothraki right now." And then obviously there was like the big thing with the rape and everything, and I was like, "Oh yeah, they're raping and murdering. This is bad." But I did like the. Uh... Was it Daenerys is like, what are they doing? And he's like, oh, this is what they do. They they rape and pillage and then they sell it for gold. She's like, I thought that those raggy don't need gold. He's like, oh, for ships. And then Daenerys realizes money can be exchanged for good and services. Like, <laughs> yeah, she looks up into the middle distance for like 30 like she's seconds. Making that connection. so confused by this. Like, wait, you have to buy things? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that shot, because Danny is having, like, kind of an episode, <laughs> and Jorah's so casual about this, he's like, yeah, slavery, like, what? What's yeah, the problem? For money, so to fund your army for your invasion to overthrow a kingdom, like, you do know what's happening, right? People are gonna die. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, look at, look right behind you. That, imagine that, but everywhere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what's in store for you. Anyway, what happens? Yeah, I'm I'm glad that I saw this scene before I brought up one of Baby's big criticisms about Daenerys because it kind of helped me remember. Um, because one of my biggest problems with Daenerys has, to me, it felt like her like her biggest thing basically, especially in the show, is anti-slavery. And to me, it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. And I'm now before you say anything, I'm not saying that you need a personal backstory to justify mm-hmm. advocating against slavery. Not saying that. I'm just saying that in the context of the books, all of these major characters have like very rich personal reasons for their actions and stuff. And to me, it seemed like anti-slavery was just kind of like given to Daenerys because it's the most universally agreed upon thing, and it'll like draw us to our rightful dragon queen and shit. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of weak, and I don't like that very much. But in this scene and like the Walk of Punishment later on and stuff like that, maybe maybe Baby realized that he was a little wrong. And then Danny does have ample justification for why she's like super passionate about anti-slavery. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, uh, but then Drogo's a real big fucking shithead about it. Yeah, he's like, it's the way it is, Danny. It's historical accuracy. Yeah, it's a medieval setting, and this is just how it's it was. Just the you know the tough and dangerous world in which we live. That's how things go. And then which 
what's the Blood Rider's name? Mago? Uh, Mago? Mago? Yeah, Mago. something like that. He's like, yeah, Mago, Mago. I want that woman. And Daenerys says, no. And then Cadrill goes like, fuck you, Mago. All that yeah. I just said, forget about it. <laughs> and like, then Danny stands up to her for herself, and Drogo puts on his goddamn fedora, <laughs> and he's like, you see how assertive and badass she's being? That's because there's a boy inside yeah. of her. That, you, and the boy is making her strong. Do you see her fire? That's my horse son. That's her. That's the tiny baby fetal dick inside of her. And Mago doesn't care. And he yes. Yeah. So destroyed. Drogo is absolutely goddamn terrible in this scene. But then, in true Drogo fashion, he has the most amazing goddamn monologue in the entire uh, goddamn this, world. Which, as is tradition, I remembered phonetically another. Did you? Yeah. Yes. He says Dovosa. Which I don't. Said, I don't know what that means. But he says he was calling for the Onion Knight. Apparently, <laughs> of, yes. Of course, and because he it was like because yeah, Mago is kind of his Davos, so he was just angry as Onion Knight for being. Mago doesn't die in the books, right? No, he's like he shows uh, up later. Spoiler, sort of, I'm pretty sure he's like the Kalasar that yeah, Daniel like the next you, one, right? yeah. Which because like okay, occasionally she thinks of like man, if I ever run into that Mago guy, I'm gonna fuck him yeah. up. But yeah, anyways, he's like the beetles will feast on, will feast on your he's lungs like, there will and be, the crows will yeah, peck out like, your there eyes. There will be no ceremonies. Like, no one will come to your grave. The Yeah. And he had already sliced him in the heart at that point. <laughs> and he's just like, dude, you're about to be worm food. I don't have any weapons on me. He was, he was getting rid of his weapons as he's saying this. Yeah, he was literally <laughs> disarming more. <laughs> And the best, and then he rips out his yeah, tongue the best, the and best, throat. The best part about this is that was Jason Momoa's idea. Oh yeah! Like he asked, he's like, "Hey, isn't this a thing Cal Drogo would do?" And everyone's just like, "Fucking yes!" He's like, "Isn't this a thing that he would do?" And just like rips out a prosthetic tongue. Yeah, throat. of course. And he's like, uh, yes. Yeah, fucking yeah. We it couldn't. Is. Uh, they couldn't actually fund George R. R. Martin's like crazy banner men scene because they actually had to get a real like a real tongue ripped out. They actually had to get an intern and was yeah. like, hey, this is <laughs> hey, for experience. Hey, uh, okay, unpaid internship, but it's a, it's Game a of great Thrones. resume Game builder. of Thrones, HBO. Huge, right? One thing. You're gonna get your tongue ripped out of your throat. Like, you're an, you're an English major. Like, you don't need to talk, you just write. Yeah, exactly. This is the beginning of great things for you. Like, John the Tongueless. <laughs> But no, because John needs his tongue for that thing he does with his tongue. <laughs> wow, spoilers. His Sothran kiss. Spoilers. Well, he got, he got, like, weird, like, Jamaican there at the end. <laughs> you John Jon Snow with your southern kiss. Like, what the fuck is this show? <laughs> Somebody worked into Egress from the Summer Isles or something, I don't know. Yeah, the, I, I read something that I was like, oh, the reason we casted her as Ygritte is because she could do that accent really well. And she just shows up, and she's like, Wagwan, Jon Snow! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, uh, so this guy gets- I'm gonna make that into a running gag if it's the last thing I ever have to do. So John the- doesn't get his tongue ripped out. Mago does. Right, yeah. and it's awesome. And then he's like, he's like, I hope everyone saw that shit. <laughs> Goodbye. And Miriam Mazdor was like, I saw that shit. 
And hey, I'm from this like uh, nomadic, peaceful culture that believes that we're all like one, and there's absolutely no way the general Shut public's up. ever gonna think that I'm evil ever. Shut up, witch. Because of POV bias, <laughs> and then she gets some rant. I do like how even in this like alternate fantasy language, their word for witch is Maggie. Yeah. Like, uh, that's not really that far off from like mage, magi. Like you guys come up yeah. with that on your own? Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I love Mary Mazador and I'll die for her. I bet that was one of the words George R. R. Martin came up with. Like, before yeah, the language was created. It's a good word. Uh, anyway. What happens? Okay, so we go back to the... No! We see Hoder's dick. Right? Oh, no, no, okay. Oh, yeah, first, first when... it's the Bannerman, yeah, that's a the Bannerman eating dinner. Yeah, the Great John's waving his dick around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this was just a whole scene, so... The Great John could say, your meat is bloody tough! Oh my god, it was like the most ABC family bullshit I've ever seen. It was like anime ending, because like, ah, and he rips it off, and then everyone just starts laughing for like five minutes. Yeah, like I wouldn't be able to sleep that night at all. Except except Bran, who's like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Like, this is not cool. Um, I do think that it's nice, but... He becomes peaceful right after Grey Wind rips off of his fingers, and Grey Wind only rips off the fingers that would prevent him from making a peace sign. Mm-hmm. Now all that he can do is throw up the peace sign. <laughs> this so is I curse. think that's why. Like, I don't know why they were so happy about this, because, like, don't you need that? I ho- oh, or was it his left hand? Because I was like, don't hmm. you need that to sword fight? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe he's okay with it. Yeah, maybe he'll, he'll get two golden fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Bran's in bed, right? Oh, bless you, Cam. Yeah. And uh, Rob comes in. There must always be a Stark in Winterfell. The second, second time that's been said. Yep. Through the show. And then some fucking kid shows up. Uh, uh, Rickon is there, and he was. Bran literally says, "How long were you standing there?" <laughs> so he came back from literally just standing in the corner in the dark. Like our. As mentioned before, my previous thoughts on when people just show up as soon as they're mentioned, confirmed, everyone is just standing in the corner in the dark. They have yeah, a, like, a like, 100% camouflage index pressed up against the wall. Yeah. Rickon is always doing a Spider-Man video game stealth mission, <laughs> where as long as he's in a shadow, nobody yeah. ever knows that he's there. Everyone's and... just like, huh? Whose footprints are these? And yeah, then like, just... Rob's, Rob steps over Rickon on his way into the room, and he's like, Bran, you're the only Stark that's going to yeah. be here. Yeah, I forgot. There was always be a Stark in Winterfell. What about the other one, too? What, your dog? Like, no, that doesn't count, you idiot. No, our our brother. Our little brother, Rickon. Who? Him? <laughs> uh, okay. And doesn't he just get mad and leave? Yeah, he's just like, they're never coming back. And it's like, well... No, you're never coming back, because you're in the show for, like, five more yeah, minutes. Yeah, because you're getting recast, you little motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Does he? Uh, maybe, no, I guess he didn't, but I think that, like, if he does come back, I think I heard something about that he's getting recast. Yeah. Um, then, but then we see Hogan Dick, right? Yeah. Okay. But then, like, these in these two scenes... I'm just very excited about this, I'm sorry. Oh, I know, I know. It was, it was prosthetic, by the way. I know, and I'm so bummed. You're such a nice wiener. But, um, Rob looks way older in these scenes than he should to me. Uh-huh. And I know that everybody got aged up, but, like, the scene makes sense when it's great, the great John talking to, like, 
a 13-year-old boy. Yeah. But, like, he looks like any PhD student in my department. Mm. Like, he looks... He looks late 20s, like he's smoking American spirits right off to the side of the set between takes. Like, that's also one of the problems I have later on in the show, where he starts making terrible decisions. Right. Because, like, oh, in the books, he's, like, 13, whatever, he's a dumb kid. But this, he's, like, he's like just a grown dude, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, I would still call him Mr. in the workplace, probably. Mm-hmm. He looks, he's a very old man. That's weird. Like, sometimes people say sir to me. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, who are you, <laughs> who are you, you. talking to? I'm a little boy. <laughs> sir was my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Please, call me Junior Mint. My dad was Sir Eddard Colazzo. <laughs> That that's another thing. Uh, there was some George R. R. Martin interview where people actually asked, like, "How do you come up with uh, the names?" And he's just like, "Oh, I just take names from history and change them." Yeah. He's like, "Edward just becomes Edard, you know." Yeah, it's like you know Henry Renly. Boom, got yeah. it. And some just stay the same, like Robert. Yeah. <laughs> like great insight. Like I never would have thought. Yeah. Anyway, Rick on's there. Rick on's there. Never forget. Uh, Hoder, can we please talk about Hoder's dick? Yeah, let's talk about Hoder's dick, man. It's, like, there is absolutely no reason for that to happen. Absolutely. And, like, we get a full, we get a full couple seconds to ask. Too. I mean, in, it benefits us as the viewer, but in terms of the Oh, yeah, story, like, I'm not complaining. Like, why? Because, like, he did it, all that happens is he shows up with his dick out, and Asha says, he's got some giant blood in him. And then he oh says, Hoder, and leaves. Asha wants that dick so bad. She's like flirting only with his dick. It's amazing. And I didn't pick up on any of that. It's, it's the great part is before she's like, do you hear the wind? Like that's the old she's God like, speaking to us and everything we do. Nice dick, gods. big guy. <laughs> Immediately. And Brand just like, Hold yeah. her, go put some goddamn clothes on. Okay. Leaves. Like, isn't he bathing in the book or something? Yeah. He, like, steps out of the water. He's, like, hooking fish with his dick. What? Hoder? Shriveled? No, it's... He's... He got giant's blood in him. I'm saying it comes out shriveled from bathing. Surprisingly, I don't remember exactly how much George R. R. Martin talked about Hoder's dick in the book. I, I would perfect. I would go with not enough. Yeah, not enough. I'm pretty sure that, like, Hodor's dick is technically his family's great sword. Yes. Like, Hodor's dick is passed down from generation to generation, mm-hmm. which is why it's prosthetic. It's removable. Of course. Uh, does anything else happen here? Because I can't stop thinking about that dick. No, that's pretty much it. Uh, and then we go back to the wall. Yeah. Sam says he read a book, right? Yeah, he's like, here's some white physics for you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. This is how the whites work. Um, it was cool that they burned the one guy twice. <laughs> yeah. Be extra sure. Yeah. Like, you don't want any of this happening again. But yeah, there was, that scene was a whole lot of nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was mostly just whatever. And uh, we go back to, like, Rob's camp, right? Yeah, and Cat and Roderick show and up. And here's something. Uh, Catelyn shows up, and Theon says, Milady. He sure does. Isn't there a whole thing later on about a noble person saying milady, and then someone else is like, oh, noble, say my lady. Only the common folk say milady. Yeah. I think that was like an Arya and Tywin. Yeah. It was invented by the show. Okay. Okay. 
So that's since, probably why. Since Gurm wrote this, this must be canon then. Yeah, because, like, in the books they're very particular about my lord father and all mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah. So it probably, it's probably fine. I'm just trying to poke, like, ah! Got him. Yeah. Got you good there. Your show's canceled. And, uh, she shows up, and she's like, oh, my big war boy, I'm gonna give you a big smooch <laughs> right on the lips. And he's like, Ugh. And then she's like, Mom! Yeah, she, she's just like that, but then she's like, oh, I sure would like to take you home. There's so much pressure on you, because if you lose, your entire family line is getting murdered oh, and erased my, from history my forever. special general, boo, come here. I'm like blowing raspberries yeah. on his tummy and stuff. <laughs> Pop, stop. You better, no, the great John is you better, here. You better not fuck up. Yeah. You better not Your fuck up. Your whole family's entire history rests upon this. A goochie goochie goo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing I like about this is just in any type of show with this kind of setting, like medieval or fantasy or whatever, they ha- always have such ornate war figures. Like, yeah. to represent, like, how did you have time to have this commissioned, this... Yeah, it's like in season five. They're all like, we don't have any money, we don't have any food, but we have these ornate Fabergé eggs that we move around the board. Yeah, like, looks- uh, do you know, hey, so much of the piece, like, have you guys ever heard of California? And like, what the fuck is that? Well, I got these made out of redwood from the trees there. <laughs> and like, wow, that's really expensive. Yes. Anyway, here, put it on this, like, papyrus map. With yeah. inks made from the rarest flowers. Like, <laughs> this is why your armies are dying and you have no food. Yeah. Anyway. some There's like a Lannister spy, right? Uh, or is that later? Um, well... The next... Uh, the last note I have is that it's weird that literally everybody knows that Cersei sent Sansa's letter before anybody reads it. Uh-huh. That's the second time this episode, like, Rob's oh, yeah, like, Rob- a letter from Sansa. And she's like, a letter from Cersei, more like... Yeah. Like, how, like do you, how do you... She said, she said that before she even finished reading it. Like, right, She just yeah. looked at it and said it. Yeah. And, like, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I had next was... Oh, yeah, there's a little scene where Tyrion brings the mountain plans to Camp Lannister, and Kevan is there. Mm-hmm. And Tyrion reaches for some wine, but Tywin stops him. Good man. Kevan, as he is canonically called, he's just so happy to be there. He's yeah. To, he's like, oh, my... Was it my nephew? It makes sense that I didn't remember him at all until I read the books. Uh-huh. I was like, Tywin has a brother? Like, why did they cut that out? <laughs> yeah, and the, the mountain clans are like, Tywin's like, hey, Tyrion, I know that like we don't like each other, but like I gotta protect you because you're a Lannister, and like you, it would bring shame to my family if you were killed. Also, the mountain clans said they won't fight without you, so uh, have fun in war. Mm-hmm. Bye. Love ya. I'll give you I'll give you more money if you fight with us and and also could you could you do something about this kid like just Yeah, could you just like uh you know make sure his horse is in heat or something like that? Yeah. You know? And Santa burst through the tent. He wouldn't do something like that. <laughs> He's a true gentleman. Uh just get a sexy horse. Yeah. Just every scene that Tywin is in is just so good. Yeah, I'm just great. so happy to see him every time he shows up. Like, no matter you what know. terrible shit he's doing. He was too good for the show. He was. He's, like, the secret cinnamon roll. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. 
His mystery will never be revealed. It'll stay with me forever. I would love to give Tommy Raspberries to Tywin Lannister. He would not allow it. <laughs> He's like, my family's honor will not permit. <laughs> no, he would say, he would uh, be like, that will never happen. The Lannisters are a proud family. And then send a messenger to you. He'd be like, come into my room later tonight. <laughs> yep. And give me some of those Tommy Bubblies. <laughs> Signed, Tywin Lannister. Lord of Castle. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Catelyn's explaining why Walter Frey is a big jerk. First mention is this the first mention of Walter Frey? I think so. They're just like we need to pass there because he won't fucking die. Yeah. Ever. He sure won't. And then the Lannister spike shows up, right? Yeah. And when Rob says to let him go, there are three different cuts to characters' jaws dropping. It was literally that. (laughs) It was some old kung fu movie shit. Everyone gets a reaction. And then I know you heard that line that Rob dropped. Yeah, uh, it was winter is coming. Tell Tywin, seventh of the season. Nice. I had to go back many pages in my notes. It was it's been like five episodes. They really yeah. like front loaded. Winter is coming. Yeah, they had to get the memes out there early so the show wouldn't get canceled. Also, you can tell uh, Gurm wrote this one because there's a reference to Tywin Lannister shooting gold. Yeah, it was the first reference to his bunghole. Which is one of the best lines that we don't get, like, a payoff to later in the show. Yeah, definitely. Like, that was, like, that whole chapter, I was like, oh, wow, this is awesome. And then that last line, I was like, fucking yes. I waited my whole life for this. True. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, Rob says 18,000 men. Is that a lot? (laughs) Okay, look. This is why I didn't like the second book very much. I don't know shit about how much is a good army. Not even that. Like, I just want to know, like, in ter- in reference to, say, the Lannisters. Like, like the only frame of reference I have about numbers is that there were 24 people, 2,400 people in my high school, and it was a big high school. Mm-hmm. So if it's like, so I'm like, oh, so that's like, hmm, 20 of my high schools. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of people. Yeah, but what if but the, the Lannisters time, if, have, like, 32,000? Like, yeah, like, what if they have a million? I don't know <laughs> how, like, unfeasible yeah, that is. I know. Anyway. Yeah, like, this is, 20 good men can do a lot. This is why we don't uh, lead armies. Yeah. Do, do you know the game Crusader Kings? Um, I don't think it's, so. It's, like, some super serious, like, history medieval simulator or whatever where you control like absolutely everything and someone made a game of thrones mod for it nice. and it's like you can play any point in history you can be like the invasion the targaryen invasion you can be like robert's rebellion i'm like fucking yes Ooh. i'm gonna play this and then i looked at the game and had no idea how to do absolutely anything <laughs> so i just quit and never looked at it again yeah that's why i can't fuck with strategy yeah, games at all I, way too much I'm like where is mario mm-hmm. had, had where? uh how do you jump how do you look yeah. down the, the sights uh, of the gun? Baby needs his platforms. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I hit the, b- the block and I move five spaces, I land on a blue space, I get three coins, right? How, how do I become a squid? <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Okay, so right now, am I the kid or am I the squid? <laughs> I look more like a kid than a squid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. 
Sansa comes to the, like the throne well, room. Well, at first, Janna Slint is getting everything. Yeah, he's being made Lord of Harrenhal, and like he's getting all the hand jobs. Which, like, it's great. at this point, I don't think that must have just been like a throwaway line because I don't think Harrenhal's been like established what it is. Like, yeah, everyone who ha- who owns Harrenhal is just like a disaster. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But whatever, they're just probably doing that. Like, oh, you're rewarded. And then we get uh, Barry being dismissed. Yeah, Cersei's like, hey, Barristan. And then she, like, stands in front of everybody, and she's like, you're old! Oh! And this is another scene. I just remember so many lines of it from him. He's yeah. like, I am a knight. I will die a knight. And then, and then, like, stay back. I can cut through the five of you like cutting a cake. Take it, boy. Melt it down and add it to the rest of them. Yeah, like, I would... I would pay a double HBO Go subscription to just watch Baristan sell me cutting a cake for 60 minutes. <laughs> that sounds amazing. But as if he was fighting five men. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this is... Uh, if you haven't read A Feast for Crows, this is basically the entire book, because it's just Cersei making unwise decisions to surround herself with Yes Men mm-hmm. or Jamie and thinking that she's fucking brilliant yeah, about it. Yeah, and she's not even like... The way she does, she's like, you are dismissed to be replaced by Jamie Lannister. Like, everyone knows what you're doing. It's not yeah. that smart. We're almost certainly at the point of the show where everybody just already knows about the incident. Yeah. Like, it's been eight episodes. <laughs> and then uh, Salsa comes up to, like, plead for her father's life, and Joffrey's like, oh, go on, I, I will hear her words. That's my Joffrey yeah. impression. That's good. And Sansa fucking destroys this bluff check. True. Like, <laughs> like uh, Pi- I have to do so many goddamn voices for her. It's what they tune in for, man. Okay, so Pysel's like, a treason! Her father! And she's like, my father was not in his right mind. He's been hurt by Jamie Lannister and his men had died. And then... Yeah. And then, uh... Joffrey's like, your your kind words have moved me. He just must pledge his life to me. Yeah, and then it and just I, ends. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like kind of weird. I thought, I thought first of all, I thought it was really funny that Pysol was like, oh, how could anyone support Ned after like freely giving him the goddamn tools to figure out the incest a few episodes ago for no reason mm. at all. Like, and there's no way. Pycelle was smart enough to be like, I'll give him the book so he can figure it out, so he can sabotage himself. Like, that would be some various shit. Pycelle is not that good. And Littlefinger just, like, has his hand in his pocket the whole scene, and he's like, Mm. do you think Ned's been naughty? (laughs) Does he need to be punished? (laughs) And and he even got a dick joke in there! He was like, Baristan removed his gold cloak, and Littlefinger was like, are we going to see some wrinkly elder dick? Yeah, really! It makes everybody laugh at his little baby dick. I loved it. <laughs> it was a great small council scene. Because it's just everyone doing exactly... Like, that's all of their characters. It's Pycelle just yelling nonsense, Littlefinger talking about dicks, Joffrey being evil, Cersei thinking she's smart, and Varys just, like, looking... While being the yeah. only competent person there. Varys just like doing the people's eyebrow at everything. Yeah. And that's the episode. Yep. Next week is episode 9 where things always happen. Yeah. Very little Ned in this one. Yeah. And, and there will no be... Tower of Joy. 
There will be even less of Ned in the next episode. You have any theories? Um, I do. Um, I actually prepared this one last night. Um, the, it's, it's related to Serial for oh, real. Wait, I have to do the uh, intro. Welcome to Post Game of Thrones. Warg of the Week. Warg of the Week. Warg of the week. Warg of the week. Warg. Johnny Newport. Johnny. Bobby Newport. Never had a real warg in his life. In his life. Bobby Newport. I love that Kim is just like the collar. Bobby Newport. Getting him to try to do deep voices is like my Where is she? Rachel. That's all the, the all of them though. Like, where is she and Bobby Newport? I don't think, I don't, are there any others? There's no. another one that I tried. Where is she? Is like Batman's Winter is coming. Yeah, which he actually doesn't even say in the movie. Really? Yeah, it's one of those. It's like, to like tell me where they are or something like that. Oh gotcha. Yeah, because I remember the last time I saw it, it was on like TBS or something. You were just waiting and I was, for yeah, that. I was waiting for it. He didn't say it, so I was like, oh, whatever. Ah oh, man, that's embarrassing. Better that shit. War Warg report? Yeah. Warg of the week. That's what we call the segment with Brooks's crazy theories. Uh, Warg report is like the breaking news. Yeah. Like, beep, 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 beep. That's just gonna happen if someone ever actually wargs on the show. We just have to put out a live, like... Uh, live, live 18 plus wargs in your head. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what is it? Do you want someone inside of you tonight? Not particularly. <laughs> um, alright. So, uh, my big, my favorite serial theory I'd rather talk about next week because it involves Ned. Mm-hmm. But this is one is it also. The pigeon? Uh, we can fucking talk about that one okay. too. Uh, have no fear, Eddie. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I found another serial one. Uh, I, I first I want to uh, point out that like a lot of there's a lot of series a lot of series mm-hmm. a lot of theories that Serio is Jack and Hagar mm-hmm. um, because they're both they're both connected to Bravos they both have a certain fondness for Arya and want to protect her and like Serio goes MIA shortly before the arrival of Jackin and um, there's a little thing with like uh, in this episode Varys drops. Uh, when Ned is like, just slit my throat and be done with it, Varys goes, not today, which is like very winky, like Mm -hmm. George R. R. Martin writing. Yeah. Because like, Sirio said that shit like 30 seconds Mm -hmm. ago. And we know in the books that Varys moonlights as a guard in the black cells, which we find out, we find out in the books, and those same cells are used to find Night's Watch recruits, which is where Yorin finds Jacken. So Sirio could have been captured and thrown into the cells, where Yorin could have found him. Or he could have escaped, switched, face, switched faces, or could Varys to go into the cells to get into the Night's Watch with Arya. Um, so Varys would get, like, a valuable and top-level little, little, level little bird to, like, worry about the Stark heiress. And Sirio gets to, like, fight and protect Arya, and he gets the freedom to fight and all that shit. Because, like, why else would a faceless man like Jacken be legitimately captured? How is it that Jacken yeah. seems to already know so much about true, Arya? True. So that's, like, the, the major theory that I just wanted to, like, get out of the way mm-hmm. before I got to, like, baby fun time. Um, oh, there's that more? I found. Yeah, that was just like it, I have to talk about it just because it's like 
it's not like an R plus L equals J, but it's still like very common. Yeah, so, like, a lot I'm, of people I'm think thinking of. of these in like MythBuster terms. So is like is it bu- plausible? Bu- that that's plausible. Oh, okay. That one's plausible. Okay, so Eddie, you gotta agree. Uh, it's it's kind of weird that Serio just kind of happened to be around when Ned was looking for a trainer for Arya. Mm-hmm. So it's reasonable for us to suspect that he was planted by somebody who wanted to spy close to the Starks. True. Plausible. It's plausible. He's, it's a new family. They're very powerful. It'd be nice to have the a The only like thing a, I would say against that is that he could have said, I want the best guy in Bravos," and sent the letter and it got there immediately and we saw him the next scene because time... That is doesn't true. Exist. I forgot the time like, doesn't that's exist. That's my only, the only thing I can think of so far. Yeah. But, okay. So, um, you know, a spy with, uh, and we know that Varys has a connection uh, to Bravos. He spent a lot of time there when he was a little baby boy. Mm-hmm. So someone with a familiarity to Bravos. Uh, so maybe Varys planted uh, Sirio there. Because certainly, like, the King's Council, or, like, the Hand of the King would know about the who the first sort of Bravos is because he's like basically the king's guard of Bravos, but nobody fucking knows where Sirio came from. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. Um, so why don't they know about Sirio? Ask because Sirio doesn't exist. Sirio is a fake name okay. for an okay. existing character. And okay. what does Sirio rhyme with? You ask. Because that's right. Another character who just showed up in King's Landing, who just showed up in King's Landing one time to do not much of note, Illyrio Mopatis. Illyrio Mopatis. Yeah. So they look a little different in the show, but they might not have known about this theory, Mm. Um, or you know, disguise. Mm -hmm. So we know that uh, Illyrio was a very skilled Bravo when he was younger. Yes. So even Arya remarks in the books that this fat man in the dungeons walking with Varys. Is very fat, but he still moves like a water dancer. Oh shit! Warg of the week. <laughs> and this meeting uh, between Illyrio and uh, Varys happens to happen while quote unquote Sirio sent Arya chasing cats for a few days. He was like, "Hey, buddy, get out of here for a couple days. Uh, Daddy's got to go meet with Varys." So Sirio, therefore, is just a portmanteau, if you will. For pseudo Illyrio, just push those together. This is like Lord Voldemort is I am Tom Riddle. Yeah, I know. uh It's like you're reading that at first, and you're like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. There's no justification for that, but there is because it's so fucking weird that Illyrio would just fucking show up for one little in in King's Landing in the castle. Yeah, like you just harbored, exiled everyone wants some deads. Yeah, I'm like. Now I know what you're thinking. Like, oh yeah, it's really easy for Illyria to like get in and out because he can just like swim through the narrow sea because he's a mermaid. <laughs> but hey, I hear you. I'm just saying that whether he's a mermaid or not, uh, he's also the first sort of Bravos. Confirmed. Myth confirmed. So listening. Myth confirmed. Illyrio is Syria, and they both don't exist. Yeah, pretty much. And Jack that's and and Jack and Hagar is Sirio. Yeah, so that's why, like in season five, we're like, wait, this is supposed to be Illyrio. Why isn't Illyrio here? Uh, because he's too busy being in the goddamn House of Black and White. Because he's Sirio and Jack and confirmed and Benjen and Euron confirmed. Yeah, cold hands. Yeah. So <laughs> so Sirio <laughs> is everyone, and he isn't real. <laughs> you heard it here first. 
I, I hope that you weren't like expecting some kind of Fight Club shit when I said that. No, I like if it's just like Arya. Is every just one of these is just a fucking ride I go on. I just strap <laughs> myself in and let let the wind take me. I look forward to it every week. It's a big it's a big blast. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to questions. Got some good ones yeah. this week. You can send them to postgot at gmail dot com or send an ask on a Tumblr. Not our Tumblr. Post Game of Thrones. Tumblr. Com. Uh, first question from friend of the show, Cheese Art. Yo. Asks, what would you say to D and D or cast members given the chance? This is weird um, for me because I can't talk to like entertainers or famous people about anything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the worst. Like even if it was like come to an event and speak candidly with. The Game of Thrones cast, I would just go there and, like, look at them. Like... <laughs> yeah, like, uh, the closest thing I've had to a panic attack in the last several years was when I was at Mick Foley's uh, comedy wrestling show, mm -hmm. and, like, there there's a meet-and-greet that is there, so, like, I wasn't super worried about meeting Mick Foley, I was just excited, mm -hmm. but when I sat down in the front row, I noticed that Goldust was at the table next to me with his girlfriend. Was he in Goldust's paint? He was not, okay. but he had, like, his shitty goatee, so I was like, that's, that's definitely that, that's Dustin, Dustin Rhodes. Rhodes. yeah. Yeah, so, like, I even pointed out to my girlfriend, I was like, that's Goldust. <laughs> so, like, and if you don't watch wrestling, Goldust is, like, just kind of like a low-card weirdo that everybody kind of likes, but he's, like, nobody's favorite. Mm. Um, he's, like, uh, I don't even know who he's like in the show. Um, but... <laughs> Weird, are, are you, you got more? Yeah, I, so just, like, I sat there for, like, 30 minutes and, like... Because I, I, I'm like, I can't leave this room without introducing myself to Goldust and getting a picture with him. But, like, I don't know what to say to him. I don't know if he's going to be annoyed by it. So, like, I racked my brain for my, my favorite three Goldust matches. And I was like, okay, Hollywood back up for all Roddy Piper. Uh, and, like, I, so, like, I eventually went up and I was like, hey, hey, I don't mean to bother you. Uh, but um, you're my favorite wrestler in the whole world. Because <laughs> uh, I do that with any famous person I meet. I just, like, I, I would almost punch D&D &D in the face mm -hmm. if, like, they walked into my bedroom right now. But if I met them, like, if they don't, if they don't fuck up any further, if I still met them, I would still be like, oh, Game of Thrones is my favorite, and I do a podcast where I talk about how much I love you every week, mm -hmm. and thank you so much for everything. So, yeah, I, I'm very bad with famous people. My experience with this also somehow involves a wrestling meet and greet. Nice. But it was for, like, the New Japan show with ring of honor oh yeah you and i went down and i was like sick like because you had to pay for it's like ten dollars for each one i'm like i'm not spending too much whatever like i'll spend ten dollars for a picture with okada and nakamura like those two are my favorite yeah and i went down and there's just this like whole big uh basement room with all these tables set up and like everyone's down there i was like whoa look at this guy like oh cool like uh adrian styles like he has a championship that's cool fuck the rest of bullet club though and then i'm like looking around <laughs> and i was like oh there's okada like he's really fucking tall and I'm like, there's, uh, there's Ghetto, and there's Shinsuke Nakamura. Wow, look how cool that guy is. And I was just, like, looking around, and I made, I, I couldn't exactly see it, because he has a mask, but I know I locked eyes with Jushin Thunder Liger, and he gave me a thumbs up. Whoa! And I was just like, ah, ah, ah. Wait, 
Did you say that he didn't have the mask no, on? No, he had the mask on. Oh, okay. Like, I just, like, saw a no. guy that was like, I bet that's Jushin no, Thunder like, Liger. Like, I couldn't see his eyes, but I know we made eye contact. Oh, okay. Like, I looked gotcha. into the mesh holes. Yeah. And he gave a thumbs up, and I was just like, oh my god. Nice. Jushin Thunder Liger is my friend. <laughs> and then I just walked, like, I just walked through the rest, and I was like, picture, please, thank you. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, when I went to... Thanks for tuning into this, uh, Game of this, this Game of Thrones podcast, because I have to tell one more wrestling story that I've already told before, I think. But when I went to an NXT house show, like, right down the street in, like, some gymnasium, uh, I was walking out to my car so that I could, like, get, I don't know, my cell phone or something that I had left in there, and I walked through, like, the, like, uh, the vending machine room, basically, and who should walk by me but Sami Zayn. Oh, my God. And so I, like, just started vomiting on his shoes. As I walked by, like, I didn't even stop walking. I just kind of, like, turned my head to the left and vomited on my shoes like, a little bit. If, if that happened to me, I would, I think I would just shit my pants and collapse. Like, yeah, I, and then, and also, I, I realized how small I am because he, like, towered over That's me another somehow. thing. Like, you know wrestlers are big, but even the ones you're like, that's not a giant guy, they fucking are, dude. Yeah. They're all gigantic. So, and then, like, as I, like, I kind of just, like, uh, uh, and I looked at him, and, like... He was like, oh, hey, buddy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, 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 ah. And you just start, you, you skanked out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, like, and then I immediately, like, I went out the door, and I got on Tumblr, and, like, I just said, Sammy, they just called me his buddy, and I got, like, five million notes, and it was great. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, I would, I would talk to George to answer your question. <laughs> to answer your question, last... my answer is nothing. You can go now. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather die than talk to somebody who I look up mm. to. That's like, well, there are there are two levels of it because like I would I love I would love to meet like a lot of my favorite musicians and stuff and like authors, but like I would I would never want to meet Kanye West in my life. Yeah. As much as I adore Kanye West uh-huh. and like are am inspired by him, like I would I would just it wouldn't be good for me. Oh, uh, I forget if I ever told you I was I got front row tickets to the Yeezus tour at Barclays Center. No way. Yeah, because my uncle, like, his, he's, like, the CFO of some technology company, and they supply them with all their technology shit, so they just get free tickets all the time. Nice. Like, they have a booth there, and, I, and like, I can't ask anyone for anything, but I was like, hey, uh, Uncle Anthony, do you think, like, you could get me tickets for the booth, and maybe I could go see Kanye West? And he's like, you're not going to sit up there. Uh, okay. Next time I see him, two front row tickets. I was like, Whoa. oh my god, fucking awesome. Like, I can never ask you for anything again in my life. Thank you. Oh my god. I would even be self-conscious of front row tickets. Like, am I dancing right? Like, am Yeah. I, am uh, I... Most Def was there. Oh, good. I, I saw Most Def. Felt fine. Nice. Nothing to, nothing to say to Most Def. Yeah, just like, hey, you were great and be kind, rewind. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. What are you saying? Oh, uh, just like last night. I've actually been thinking about this question a lot. Just like if I met George... Because I think it's something else I've talked to on the, talked about on the show before is that like whenever I get a new famous author that I like, mm-hmm. they die very shortly after that, and um, so I'm worried first first and foremost. But like I really want to meet George just so I can break that cycle, and because um, like I got into Kurt Vonnegut like a month before he died. Uh-huh. Uh, Daniel Keyes, the author of Flowers for Algernon, which is my favorite book for a while, this is my uh, he died book right too, after. Dude. What? It's my favorite book too. Dude, no way! Yeah. Hey, everybody go read Flowers for Algernon. Read really I, I read it in one day. Yeah, my... That's a uh, fucking good book. 
my computer is named Algernon. That's how much I like it. <laughs> and uh, so I really want to meet George just so uh, five minutes after being asked this question, just so I can tell him how much I just so I can thank him for only giving me my favorite character through the lens of my least favorite character. Which is? Which is Stannis, oh, my, my little sugar plum. Only through the lens of Davos for the first that's like, five That's books. like the monkey paw wish. Like It really is. He, he's, he's a literal genius. Like, I, uh, I will grant you one wish. What is it? I just want to see a lot of Stannis. Like, tell me more about what Stannis is doing in Stannis' life. Haha, <laughs> your wish is my command. Something Hope you like it through the lens of the nefarious onion Something bandit. Something smells like onions. <laughs> a genie has been here. Yeah. So yeah, that's my answer. Not even close, closely similar to authors dying, but whenever, it's extremely specific, whenever Kim buys me a, sh- a shirt of an athlete on a team I like, they immediately leave the team by the end of the season. Oh, that's like a Wheaties box thing. Yeah, it's like the the Eddie Gift shirt curse. So, like, wow. from now on, I've resigned to only buying, like, this shirt just says Mets on it. Like, it doesn't have a name. <laughs> All of the Mets get in a bus, actually. Yeah, probably. That's, like, they're in first place right now. They're doing pretty fucking good. They'll all be dead by tomorrow. Like, it's there has to be something, some disaster. You gotta give me your address so I can send you a Roman Reigns shirt. <laughs> no, you have to give Kim the money to buy it. Oh, and then okay. she'll buy it for me, and I'll be like, wow, thanks, Kim. You know I like wrestling. And as soon yeah. as I put it on, like, he just disappears. Good. <laughs> just all of the hate will just flow out of my brain. To get back to Game of Thrones. Yeah. This is a like season now. five, book five spoiler you mentioned before. Okay. Uh, Tumblr user Deathmeets asked a question. Do you think Jon Snow will die again after he gets revived? That would be so funny. Like, if, like, first, the first thing I like about this is he's getting revived, like confirmed. After that. Oh, yeah. So, like... <laughs> okay, so what I think is going to happen in the books, most likely, is Shireen will be sacrificed to bring him back. Yes. Without, um, like, Davos or Stannis' approval. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're not even, like, in the area. Mm-hmm. And also Stannis would never fucking do that. I literally have a bet going with my roommate. Like, we're putting, like, $50 down on it whether or not Stannis is going to burn. Mm-hmm. He will And not. he will not. So, um, I I would love it if, like, they burned Shireen and John came back and then Ollie just immediately stabbed him again. He's like, what the fuck? Did we, did we not finish this? <laughs> oh, shit. I thought I got you. Oh, I thought I got Get you. Down. Get back down there. <laughs> I, I don't think he will. If we were being like, serious, it, that would be yeah, too If he insane. does, like, I could see him being, like, like, most of the main characters, I can only see them dying, like, at the very end in, like, a blaze of glory save the universe moment. Mm. But at the same time, George is very, like, cognizant of when he's being too Lord of the Rings about things. Mm. And uh, coming as a person who's never read or watched Lord of the, Lord of the Rings, I'm assuming that happens Boy, to somebody. Well, we're both going to point. enjoy the next question, then. Oh, great. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't foresee, I actually really don't have a great idea of what John's going to do. Um, I know that he's pretty much not welcome in the Night's Watch anymore, which is going to make his decision to, uh, piece out of there pretty easy. If if nobody goes for that loophole that, like, it shall not end until my death and he technically died or whatever. 
But, but if he died, yeah, maybe, that means it's done. Yeah, maybe he'll send. Maybe he'll spend most of book six in ghosts. I don't know. Maybe. I'm excited to find out though. Yeah. So uh, yeah. write your congressman and tell him to like uh, put like sanctions on George so that like he can't buy things until he finishes the book. <laughs> uh, the next few questions are from anonymous users on Tumblr. Nice. First one. Okay, who would win in a fight, Aragorn or Legolas? After Return of the King, of course, so Aragorn doesn't have destiny or whatever. That makes him immortal until he reaches the throne. Normal Lord of the Rings lore. Elf eyes or Strider. Guess what? I don't give a fuck! <laughs> I've never read them. I've watched the first one and fell asleep. Oh my god, Eddie! I watched the first one in the theater with my mom, and we were so bored that we left! Oh my god. And I never leave movies. First, uh... I remember one time my family was watching it. Uh, I fell asleep and went on my computer. Next time, uh, I was at a friend's house, and they were like, hey, let's watch Lord of the Rings. I was like, okay, cool. Fell asleep again. Yeah, it's like... Like, maybe I would like it now, but... I, I actually don't think I would like it now, even if I'm like, oh, I'm going into this to appreciate it. It's like the base of all fantasy. Yeah, so, and I'm... This is kind of a problem with me with all media after kind of getting into Game of Thrones. Like, it has to really shock me and affect me to get any response out of me now. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm expecting, like, Red Wedding shit all the time. And if it's just, like, Hero's Journey, Trials and Tribulations, happy ending. Yeah. Like, that doesn't do anything for me anymore. And I hate it because I can't enjoy things anymore. But, like, yeah, I don't feel like I would like the series that George, like, was inspired by because it ended too happily and, like, yeah. not excitingly. Yeah. I just feel like, like, Game of Thrones has legitimately ruined everything for me. I mean, like, the song the song of Ice and Fire series, because now I'm like, what, he's just evil to be evil? That's fucking dumb. Like, what are yeah. his motivations? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Which, like, oh, dumb me demanding, like, reasons out of my fiction, but... Whatever. So fucking Legolas would win. Yeah, sure. Because uh, my girlfriend likes him more, and also he's an archer. Yeah. So fucking hell yeah. And the video about the hobbits going to Isengard is ten years old. So. Yeah. Like, the only scene I remember, literally, from uh, The Fellowship of the Ring, there was one scene at the beginning where, like, people were hiding behind trees. And then I think I remember, like, a bunch of, like, zombie skeletons climbing out of, like, some well... And then Legolas, like, rides a shield down a staircase and is, like, picking him off with his arrows. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that happened. That. Maybe I, I was that. asleep. Yeah. But, hey. <laughs> Next yeah. quest, uh, question from an anonymous user asks, what house would Banksy belong to? <laughs> house Seaworth. Next question. <laughs> uh, Next anonymous asks, this is my favorite question. This gets the big boy Brock Tringle Jr. Mint seal of approval. I assume, uh, also from Anonymous, I assume if Danny had a Tumblr, it would be 100% aesthetics, but who in the cast would be the shitposter? Yeah. Who would post essay-length rants, and who would be the 4chaner? I also assume Joffrey would be the Redditor, and Ned would be the awkward Facebook user who is constantly confused by the site. Oh yeah, Ned would be, he would capitalize the first word in every sentence. Yes. Or in every, the first letter of every mm-hmm. word. For sure. And he would sign it, Ned, even though we can see his name is right there. Yeah. Uh, I, this just this got me, like, thinking, like, Cal Drogo would only post on bodybuilding forums. He'd be like, tight, nice gain, sick pics. Yeah, true. Um, who else? Like, uh, Sansa would be, like, super into Pinterest. 
And she would do, like, YouTube makeup tutorials. Oh, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, Rickon would shitpost. Jora Mormon would have one of those, like, cringeworthy YouTube channels that one of your friends from high school has, where, like, he has, like, 80 views on the most popular video, uh-huh. but he still does, like, the jump cuts that all of the talking heads on uh-huh. YouTube do. Yeah. So it's, like, very Jenna Marbles, but, like, nobody's watching it. And, it's, and he's all just like, so... What do you think about the Confederate flag? Like, is it bad or is it not racist or is it racist? Yeah, because it's sign, sign of the times. I'm Jorah Mormont. And then he would uh, post, like, reaction videos to Game of Thrones. Yeah, and it would be a very fake him. Uh-huh. Oh, whoa, whoa! I didn't see this coming. Like, like and subscribe. Oh, Khaleesi, like, you're fucking in the show, dude. What? <laughs> Uh, who else? Like, what? Who else would be doing shit on the internet? Tyrion um, would be one of those, Rickon would... like, parody Twitter accounts. Oh, yeah. That just steals def- content he, from everyone. Yeah, he would just have, he would just be, uh, Cat Williams real on, yeah, the, on Twitter. Yeah, like OZ Chris Rock Tyrion. Yeah. Um, Rickon would just do Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft videos. And somehow have, like, 15 million views. Like, yeah. how? Who's watching this? Children? What are those? Like, what, yeah. br- what would Bran... Bran would be posting, like, about chemtrails and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the trees are the gods, man. Yeah. Trust me, there's these um, people, they're called green seers, man, and they're like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else? I, I, feel, I feel very... Theon would do YouTube poop. Yes. Um, or Theon would be one of those accounts that it's like, look at this footage of a machine gun shooting a lot. Like, all he posts is, like, weaponry and tanks and military shit. Yeah. And that's it. Um. Sam would uh, post Duran, weird how-tos. Yeah. Duran Martell would just write articles for, like, Vanity Fair. Yeah. And stuff like that. Mm. Just, like, elaborate think pieces. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's the whole cast. Yeah, um, Davos would just be, like, every time his grandparents, his, his grandkids showed up, he'd be like, I still can't get this computer working. Stannis would definitely be the one to post the giant rants. Oh, for sure. Uh-huh. He would share, like, 18 articles every day, and they would all have, you would all, you, have, you would have to click see more every time. Uh-huh. And then... It would just be like, I went to McDonald's and they didn't get my order right. Like they don't deserve honey mustard was was mine by right. I yeah. shouldn't have paid twenty five like, cents. They for don't. It. Uh, they think they want an increase to minimum wage, but what they need is a just king. Like, yeah. Do you think I'm not asking for fifteen dollars an hour for being the rightful king? Yeah. Why should they get it for flipping patties? Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the whole cast. Yep, that's the entire cast. Do we have any uh, alternate Game of Thrones characters in our world doing real things? Fan fiction? That isn't Kim's? Send it to me. Don't send me Kim's fan fiction. I won't read it. Uh, (laughs) You can send it to me. Renly would be Vine famous, for sure. Yeah. Just popping that into the very end. Definitely, he would be. You'd just be like hanging out with Josh Peck and John Samos and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you always be like, how the fuck does he know all these famous people? Yeah. But he just somehow does. Uh, you can send an mm-hmm. email to, what is it? The email. 
Post God, right? The email, the email. What, what, the email? Yeah, post uh, Yeah, it's, po- it's post gmail.com or send an ass to a Tumblr post Game of Thrones dot Tumblr.com. That's the show. Uh, if you want to talk to me for some reason, search for Brock Tringle on mm, Tumblr. He's a good boy. On Tumblr and Twitter. I really don't use Twitter that much, though. It's good when it's when it's being posted though. Uh-huh. It's a real quality over quantity kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. And if you want quantity over quality, <laughs> uh, Brooks has an Allen on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, Sirius Jones on Tumblr. Before we go, you gonna watch a? Uh, gonna watch SummerSlam? Gonna watch NXT? Gonna watch? Ah shit, that's tonight. Yeah. Or maybe t- maybe yesterday if you're listening to this. Mm. Um, a little behind the scenes look for you. Mm. Um, no, I have it, this. Like, as soon as we finish recording, it's just on the internet. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we could have recorded this five minutes ago, potentially. But, uh, I'm gonna, I have, I have improv practice to go to. Oh, I'm walking okay. out the door right after this. Oh, okay. But I'm, I'll be able to get, like, uh, I'll be able to watch the tail end of the NXT thing, and I'm gonna watch some SummerSlam. I don't give a fuck about SummerSlam, but I'll probably watch I don't it either. anyway. Yeah, I'm... It's it's basically Game of Thrones with me, where like I hate it and it makes me mad every time. But like, what else? Am yeah, I gonna do? like uh, Sunday ni- Home Alone again on a Sunday night. God, you're yeah. pathetic. Watch SummerSlam. Yeah. That's me. Remember, that's us. We're pathetic. Post Game of Thrones. Keep keep on chugling. <laughs>